Hi there. Welcome to the Two Dudes Talk Tattoos podcast. Uh, podcast about science, the industry, art, aesthetics, all of it. I'm your co-host, Ryan Othis. You can find me online at bettertattooing.com and my YouTube channel, Better Tattooing, as well as on Instagram uh, at Ryan, R-I-A-N underscore Othis, O-T-H-U-S. And my partner in crime on the show, Brian Matthew. That's uh, Matthew with one T. You can find him online at the Scarlet Veil uh, Tattoo, the Tailored Fit Tattoo Gallery in Rogers, Arkansas. You can find those on Facebook and Instagram. Just add the underscores between the words. And Brian Matthew Illustrations on Instagram. I have a hard time talking properly today because I'm so tired. We got sick again. It's been one of those years so far where I think coming off the pandemic, like sometimes you may feel like you're ill, sometimes you may not. And as you're bouncing back and forth trying to figure out what you should do because you're trying to be responsible and respectful of other people, you, uh, you maybe get a little bit more scared than you need to be. But luckily, yesterday, I got so damn sick that I didn't have to guess about it at all. It's 101 fever laying on the couch, just bleh, feeling, feeling poopy, as uh, we like to say in the house. So, Luckily enough, I just finished up editing the show with Mr. Jim Foreman of the Arts Collective Gallery in rogers arkansas as well mr jim is just a fantastic human being it was a lot of fun having him on the show and the last half of this we get a little out of hand uh, brian especially as soon as we get into that talk about abstract art it it's really great to see brian who's normally like kind of the quiet duck in the room you know just just get enthused about something really put out there exactly what he's thinking and it was it was super funny doing this and a lot it was just a good time so hopefully you all are going to enjoy the episode as much as we did making it we got some listener notes the other day uh thank you miss karen yes i'm gonna do a shout out to you right at the beginning because we're gonna be doing a different ad spot here and in the future as well we've actually got some advertising stuff that we're not just gonna flog mid-show that everyone wants to skip which i mean you can skip this one as well it'll be about 30 seconds so if you want to tap that once or twice forward please go ahead but our, one of our sponsors today is Dragonhawk Tattoo Supply. Um, they make some really good stuff for cheap. If you're a tattooer and you're looking for stuff, head on over to their store at Dragonhawk Tattoo Supply. You can use the code 2DUDES at checkout to save 10% on everything that you're getting. And uh, why not? Because saving 10% on a $100 machine is a lot. And now it's time for this week's... I guess I was calling it homework, but how about it's just like a general discussion? Because I know people just, you know maybe have an emotional reaction to the idea of being told to do something. And you don't have to. It's not my job telling you what to do unless you're paying me to do it. But I wanted to dip back in because we, we've been splitting these conversations into two pieces, and I think it's kind of neat to preface things, uh, especially when we have one of us just really go willy-nilly into something, um, to preface the talks with something to think about. And so... Today, I wanted to focus a bit more on aesthetics, which we like briefly, briefly touched on at the beginning of last show. And one of the things we get into uh, over the past two talks has been the idea of abstract art. And when we're thinking about aesthetics, like we're trying to understand beauty and value and things, you know, like art and music and even mathematics. And when we're confronted with the idea of what we like or what we don't like or what may evoke a response, positive or negative or other, we're usually trying to put ourselves in that situation, place, that thought, that mindset. And 
nowadays, especially with everything being so focused on the individual, I mean, we go on social media, we look online, we see things that people are doing, and maybe it's a dreamscape for us in one way or another. And we get a reaction out of it. The aesthetic principles would state that there is something positive or good about this. And I think that's kind of something that we need to keep in mind when we're looking at abstract art. Because as the world slowly evolves to be more and more hyper-individualistic, or at least more segregated uh, in terms of mental ideas, faculties, beliefs, other things like this, where we can create our own crews, groups, little cliques that are maybe not close in proximity to each other physically, but can be due to, you know, social media and the technology that we have now, is that where we see ourselves when we look at these things is not going to be necessarily the thing that we need to focus at when we're discussing value. Instead, it should maybe be something that's outside of us as opposed to just something that we have to see ourselves in. Why do we have to take part in that? Why are we so special that we have to see ourselves in that or with that thing on us to make it have some type of value? Can't it be enough that someone else likes it? I don't know. This may be a bit of a rambling for the beginning of the show, which is really, really lighthearted, but might as well just... Anyways, I'm sick, so maybe I just need a place to vent. I went on social media for like 10 minutes today, and it just made me just... Bleh. So, anyways... We're going to leave you with the show now. Uh, if you guys want to get in touch with us, you have a request for something maybe you want us to discuss or talk about, shoot us an email, twodudestalktattoos at gmail.com. And that's uh, the word two, not the number two. And yeah, that's it. I hope you all enjoy it. And we'll talk to you again soon. I'm drinking water at least now. Fuck, Holy dude. smokes. I know. That's the first bit of water I think I've had in two days, so that's good. <laughs> we laugh a lot about how we're very polar opposite. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you need to go for a run. I'm like, I'm too fucking fat. <laughs> Brian's like my doctor. I went to see my doctor. He's like, you got to lose some weight. I'm like, okay. He's like, your cholesterol's at 700. You need to lose your <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I can't. Roll. Last time I got my cholesterol checked, it was 42. <laughs> like that's not, that's nothing. Like I don't, I I can't even imagine that. Like that doesn't make any sense. What the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> my God, that just makes me feel so bad. Thanks. <laughs> I make fun of Cassie all the time because uh, her doctor told her that her cholesterol was 180. And I was like, should have been listening. <laughs> <laughs> you just hit that middle age thing, right? You start getting soft. Mm-hmm. You fucking working mm-hmm. too much. This week, no, so Brian, yesterday, like we were like texting and stuff. Mr. Jim, I am sitting there and I'm drawing on this iPad and like a baby, yeah. I fell asleep on it on the couch. <laughs> I, I passed out. I was just fucking slumped over like a little kid running across and just falls asleep mid-run my wife is like tap, tap, are you okay i'm just uh she's like fuck it she's covering me with a blanket and i was out i slept yeah. like six this morning she came down and checked on me twice last night to make sure i wasn't dead so- <laughs> oh my God.
a, a 20, 23 hour day, 12 hour day after that, and a 21 hour day right after that, three days in a row. Wow. And then it was Sunday and I did like all these consults and stuff. And I got to do this artwork and I'm just like, next <laughs> Brian, how you doing? He's like, oh, I just went yeah. for a 5k. <laughs> so motherfucker still draws all day, right? He's doing all this stuff. And I'm like, my heart's hurting because I just ate a steak and it was so good. He's like become vegetarian. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that. Size 28, bud. It's good for you. <laughs> Eat more vegetables. Yeah. They grow in the yeah. wild. You can just find them. Yeah. So do cows. At least the ones I eat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so Brian, you're a, you're a, a full vegetarian. You won't eat any meat or yeah. I don't eat red meat or, or chicken or any of that fucking shit. It grosses me out, man. Uh, it grossed me out when okay. I was a kid, and there wasn't anybody really? around when I was a kid to tell me like, "Don't eat this. This is nasty," you know. So it was just a, a naturally occurring phenomenon because my family is strict yeah. carnivores for the most part. Uh, but yeah, it, it just always grossed me out. I think it had to do with gristle or something. There was a texture thing that fucked my head up. But uh, ever since, man, I just fucking hated it. But at the same time, I can grill and cook steak and meat and all that shit like nobody's business, dude. I, I know the absolute <laughs> really? science. You can cook it, you won't eat it. Right. I'm like a pit barbecue master. Is I love really? cooking, but I just don't like eating this shit. It just grosses me the fuck out. Like the <laughs> smell of steak grosses me out. I don't give a fuck about really? saving the planet. Oh, I, I just don't want to eat this shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I used to, uh, when I was vegan, quote unquote, I was mm. vegan for like almost nine years or something, eight or nine years. Um, yeah. But I would never tell people that I was vegan because I don't like the negative connotation that comes with the terminology, uh, right? So I would avoid the word at all right. fucking costs. And I would just tell people, I was like, well, I'm an herbivore. I just like vegetables. It's fine, right? But <laughs> never say <laughs> vegan. Right. Uh, lately, uh, I've, I've branched out, uh, gave up the vegan thing. Um, mostly fucking prices have skyrocketed and vegan food is already outrageously yeah. expensive, you know. Um, mm. Became vegetarian. I eat a little bit of cheese every once in a while. Um, I'll eat, like, egg or whatever. Like, I'm not offended if there's egg and, like, my fried rice and shit. Who gives a fuck, mm -hmm. right? Just eat it. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I still I can't stand Just the smell of steak or pork or any of that shit or the idea of eating it just drives oh, me crazy i, I love that i yeah. i have nothing against people that do eat meat by all fucking means man eat it yeah tear it up i wear leather yeah. shoes i don't give a fuck oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i've been taking fun. i've been taking notes while we're going and just like all these oh wow and stuff very good i have a question for you mr jim all right it's regarding the art world in general like is is what's the <laughs> I'm gonna ask you about osteoplasty. Is that cool? We can fucking talk about bone grafts. Um, huh? <laughs> I don't know what that means. The health sciences stuff on this thing. I'm sorry. Um, oh, no. <laughs> fuck. You just derailed the fuck out of me, Mr. Jim. That's good. Throw it out there. We'll figure it out. All right. So I, I know that there's gonna be like a regional. Uh, influence with the things that are going to be going on specifically like with the art world right like the things that you can sell and the things that you can't sell and maybe whatever is popular may be different at times but is there a yes. subject matter 
that is like the most keenly sought after uh, in your experience, at least through your art gallery or through others that you know of? Are you talking about style of art or? Yeah. Well, let's do style slash subject matter. Okay. Um, wow. I mean, it really depends on where you are. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, I mean, like for here, for instance, I can't sell, I can't sell anything that's showing the naked body. Really? I've had several, several pieces on the wall and for whatever reason, I, I, I can't sell anything that, uh, you're in the Bible belt, shows. man. Modesty is key. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I, I, I get that. Um, yeah, I know that's why, but, uh, you know, so that's, that's one thing I can't sell. <laughs> um, as far as what I can sell, people seem to love, um, here we go, Brian. People seem to love abstract art. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Brian's head's going to explode. <laughs> um, you know, it depends. I mean, I get all, I get, I get an all age group clientele here but mostly they're older believe it or not and they uh you know have empty nesters for the most part and you know they're trying to redo their homes and uh that they want it on their wall what they want to have on their wall and they're not worried about you know the kids and everything like I, that so i could see how that would work um if you're in the event of, like, let's say you remodel your house, you just painted your walls, et cetera, you're looking for a nice um, decorative piece to display on your ornate <laughs> wall or whatever the hell it is that people do with their houses, uh, you know, certain abstract pieces could have really key colors or things like that that could really just showcase a room. That would almost make sense. Yeah. I say almost. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> almost. <laughs> yeah. I have a friend of mine yeah. who's a, a home stager out here in Portland. She's big. She does houses all over the Pacific Northwest. And that's what wow. she says. She gets actually hired to, when people see her work when she's doing the staging, they'll, they'll hire her to, to, you know, try to procure art for them. Yeah. She's really interesting in how she goes about it because she literally is doing that as part of the scenery. Like it has to tie the room together. It's not even about right. if you like it or not. It's either got to be one of two things. One, it's it's a, a utility purpose, right? Like it's going to add mm -hmm. value intrinsically, aesthetically to the room, or right. it's an investment property. Like you're trying to either right. hide, shelf, save some money. Is that right. kind of like the same on, on your end, what you're experiencing? I mean, I, I do deal with uh, quite a few um, uh, interior designers in the area and um you know, they, they are trying to please their client and also have it work with the, the rest of the room. So, I mean, it's like, you know, it, it, it does matter as far as like uh, how the piece works with, within the, in the, the room that they're designing. So um, I'm not sure if I answered your question or not. Did I? Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> Did I answer your question? <laughs> you get like people who are coming in who want to like hide money. Or just like, have you ever talked to a Russian oligarch? It was just like, I need you help me. <laughs> you deal with Please, money laundering a lot. Believe it or not, I get so many Russian oligarchs in here. <laughs> Roger's law console is the best place in the world. Yes. Buy out from Mr. Jim. He's good. <laughs> I'm laundering money. <laughs> you know, that's one of those things where even if he did, would he really tell us? Like we're getting an email from Jim yeah. afterwards. He's like, you can't fucking publish this fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's a, there's a, there's a dark car outside my, uh, my gallery right now watching. <laughs> Going along with that, you know, uh, it's not yeah. really surprising that you sell more abstract art than anything else, right? Yeah, yeah. So two trains of thought on that, and my brain always works this way. I don't know why, but um, recent studies and bullshit have expressed the fact that uh, abstract art is far more popular, um, especially with the new age presence of uh, digital workplaces and things like this. There's a lot more um, engineers and things like that going into tech, et cetera. These people use abstract processes and bullshit every single day of their lives and their brain is scripted in a way that it thinks in an abstract format and they're far more appealed to abstract artwork than they are to let's say just a portrait of some girl's face they really love abstract because their brain is used to and craves the idea of processing information in abstract formats so that actually makes a whole lot of sense at the same time I feel like if you're buying art and like, let's say like you're new to buying art, you know, you might not even know what the hell you're trying to buy. So the thing that's going to make the most sense to you is the thing that you don't have to fucking describe to anybody. Right. Like maybe you saw on the wall, it seemed interesting. So you bought it. Right. It's a hell of a lot easier than buying the, the naked girl with a wine glass because you know like if your parents come over for dinner and they have to stare at that shit right what are you going to tell them about that band? they have to explain the right. fucking art away that's great here's my 30 dollar bottle of scotch let me explain to you why yeah. this woman's nipples are uneven like it doesn't you know <laughs> i mean i think about these things a lot when i'm doing my own paintings and that's why i never assume that my own artwork will fucking sell because i'm like if somebody does buy this shit how the fuck are they gonna explain that to anybody and a lot of times my artwork is like deeply rooted in my own cynicism (laughs) you know so uh like i painted one rose and it said painting a stupid flower doesn't make you an artist you know like that's just me talking (laughs) shit to myself i love that piece by the way i know i I get so many compliments (laughs) on it specifically from artists they fucking love it yeah but like from the normal person looking <laughs> yeah. at that, you know, I just assume that they're going, wow, this guy's a fucking idiot, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sarcastic. Yeah. I love that piece, though. I do. That's great. It speaks to the sardonic yeah. nature and evolution of mankind as we move slowly into the digital age and become more fragmented as a society. <laughs> Done. Wow. <laughs> if anything the one thing i fucking hate the most you know if you ever go to an art museum or galleries or things like this and you're standing around in a large group of people you can overhear people giving their absolute best effort to like create an entire fundamental backstory behind why the artist decided to paint this picture and what this picture actually represents and they're trying their best to sound as intelligent as humanly fucking possible well, absolutely, just sounding like the most ignorant fucking morons that have ever walked into a building. Yeah. They're gonna, they're gonna yeah. put no, this right. huge perspective into this thing where, for a fact, I can tell them, right? I can just stand there and be like, you know what? I guarantee you that guy was just fucking three swigs down on a glass of whiskey, had no idea what the fucking paint, and did the first <laughs> shit that popped to his head. But like, isn't, that, <laughs> isn't that important though, right? Like that that. That, that's the thing about the, like, I think going back to that saleability, right? Like if people are able to create a narrative from something 
what they're doing is creating their own personal attachment and some type of intrinsic value, right? And that's gets you fucking woo woo, right? You hope, right? Like we, I went to the um, Portland Art Museum uh, with my wife on her birthday, and they had the impressionists all through there, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone's going up and they're looking, and people are touching the artwork, and it's just you know, it's a mess. Touching the artwork. I swear to God. Swear to God. (laughs) Does it feel like paint? Look at the texture. <laughs> Mr. Jim is visibly shaken at this. Yeah, no, it, it, it gives me chills when people. Yeah. So, seeing the same thing as Brian, I'm walking around, there's all these art students with their berets and their trench coats, and they're walking around with these sketchbooks, and they're looking at stuff, right? And they're trying to come up with all this stuff. And, and I'm in there in a pair of sweatshorts and a t shirt, you know, flip flops, walking around. And and I, I was talking to my wife, and she's asking questions. I knew a little bit about impressionism because I was really in love with it when I was younger. And she's like, well, why is all this stuff all blurry? And I'm like, well, some of them are going blind, you know? And she's like, oh, really? She says, yeah, so you want to look at it, like step back like 20 feet and we'll just squint our eyes and you'll see it slowly become more and more realistic the further back we walk. And so we did it. There's all these art students doing this stuff and they're kind of wondering what the fuck we're doing. And they turn and look and then we just walk on to the next one. Right? And so we see it like, they'll wait until we're just out of eye and earshot. And all of them, I peeked around a corner, right? And they're all fucking... <laughs> backing up with their eyes squinted, looking at that going holy cow what the yeah oh oh and you know just like it all melted away like all of a sudden they kind of got some stuff and it's like brian you couldn't have said it better right there's always going to be something else right but i think that that fucking story because you don't know why art is good you don't know why even why we like it you know like it doesn't make any sense why we hang stuff on our fucking walls it's to keep I know the why art out. is good it's not hard. It's not complicated. No part of this is complicated. You know why good art is good? <laughs> because somebody actually fucking gave a shit when they decided to make it. They cared to invest the time it took and fucking make it. Right. Right. <laughs> You're seeing an energy expenditure, a snapshot in time. That's, that's the only difference between good art and bad art. Good art is art that somebody invested fucking time in. Bad art is, you know, a 13-year-old decided to take five minutes to scribble paint onto a fucking canvas. It's, there's such there's a difference. A in, <laughs> there's an, a dude in LA with ballpoint pen and root beer painted these talking two by two cards. You ever heard of this dude, Mr. Jim? I think so. Two yeah. by two cards. He hung them with thumbtacks on the wall. He made 50 of them. And there's stupid little pen drawings of like this dude in the sheriff's outfit holding a frog as a gun. Right. Right. Yes. He sold them for two grand a piece. Sold out like 24 <laughs> hours. Brad well, I mean, that's, that's a whole different animal, right? The there. effort, I mean, right? I guess yeah. his money, right? Soon part, but that we, right. Brian wouldn't consider that art. So I guess that's probably the qualifier. Depends. <laughs> I don't know. I, it depends on who the artist was and what he was really getting yeah. at. I mean, some of my favorite artists I mean, are I, just I, illustration I, artists. You're going to say Mr. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, to me, it's very personal what's what good art and what's not good art. I mean, it, like everybody, I mean, if it, I, I think I've told the brian this is that you know to me what what makes good art is that is art that makes you feel something you know it could make you feel anything is if it but but if it makes you feel you could hate it you could hate the living daylights out of it but if it makes you feel something i think it's successful and if it doesn't i think it's not successful i mean if you could just like walk by it go ahead there's a fine line there right there there's a line between successful art or good art. I'm, I'm never, 
going to say that successful art isn't successful art because it fucking is, obviously. But yeah. I do have a difference of opinion on what is good art versus bad art. I don't give a fine fuck about anything Jackson Pollock ever painted. And I don't care about anybody that tries to say that guy was a genius. He was a fucking abusive alcoholic. Yeah, we talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this. Yes. Right? Like, spilling some fucking paint on a canvas doesn't make you a great fucking artist. It can make you a successful artist. Don't get me wrong. But it doesn't make you fucking great. Well, I mean, he struggled for a long time. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't successful until toward the end of his career, really. I mean, which is you know, you know just, how it usually goes. I happen to think he was a genius, but I know we've had this discussion uh, <laughs> <laughs> before in the in the in this very gallery right. that we're in. So I so uh, I'd argue right off the hop that that Brian must think that this guy is a genius as well, simply because of the amount of emotion that this this idea, the criticism, brings up in it. If this guy wasn't as good as he was, and we're going to say good loosely here, right? You wouldn't have mm -hmm. such a reaction. Oh, no, 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 no. Here, here's my thing. I get the reaction <laughs> because I knew he was going to jump so up. So many fucking people decide to say this guy was a genius, mm -hmm. but everybody ignores the entire process and the entirety of what this fucking asshole did while he was making art, right? He'd get drunk yeah. as hell, beat his wife go out in his garage and literally just drizzle fucking paint all over a canvas. That doesn't make him a genius. That makes him a fucking asshole. <laughs> There's no genius to what he did. Maybe that's just how he got himself to chill the fuck out and relax. Sure. Okay. It doesn't make you a fucking genius. It doesn't make his art fucking genius. I think what a lot of people got into there when they were looking at this sort of stuff, they were like, Wow. We've never seen somebody do a 36 by 36 painting of just messy bullshit. Genius. Yeah. Just because you throw the word around loosely well, I mean, doesn't make it fucking true. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people that hate me for my opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's too bad we don't have call-in. <laughs> Hi, this is Jim from fucking Roanoke. Yeah, fuck. I'm just saying... There's artists that were Aaron from Chicago. Go geniuses, ahead, right? Leonardo da Vinci, fucking genius, right? The guy was a literal fucking genius. Yeah, but why was he a genius? The guy was literally a fucking genius. He was a writer. He wrote tons of books. He was an inventor. He invented most of the shit that we actually yeah. still use today. The guy invented fucking helicopters, right? <laughs> like Jesus Christ, he was a phenomenal painter, right? He understood art. To oh, an extent that, like, this, this, for fuck's sake, people can't even buy that education nowadays. You know, you can't compare the two things, though. I mean, they're they're two different things, and I like I know it's always separating the art from the different artist. Eras of art. Yeah, I'm you know, just saying, but you can't. The word genius should actually be a fucking qualifier, right? Like, not a qualifier for <laughs> artists. If you're gonna so call we need something genius, it should actually be fucking genius. I'm, I'm never gonna call my own work genius. I don't even know why I paint the shit that I paint. But <laughs> the moment I'm standing in a gallery and I can overhear somebody tell me that my art is genius, I will be the first one to call them out. Good. The fuck it is. <laughs> and then I'll explain to you why Mr. it's Jim's not. Gallery. You got to leave Mr. Jim's gallery alone, though. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's already like You're a genius. You're a genius. Start saying that. You are. You know it. You you know you're good too. Once again, we can be good. I know that they're good. It doesn't mean it's genius. 
you're a genius you know? artist and you know you can say that it's like like talking to albert einstein like you're a genius you know you think einstein was ever sitting around going yeah i'm pretty fucking awesome and he just like looked at himself in the mirror and was like you know touching himself being like oh yes math like it doesn't damn smart <laughs> there's a difference Ooh, there right like, like when we're looking at things <laughs> okay nobody's wrong if they say albert einstein was a fucking genius he was a fucking genius Qualifier <laughs> comes from out. yeah right of course but i mean so maybe we could have this okay we just just to appease this and put it at fucking rest we have a qualifier <laughs> before genius we'll hyphenate it right a postmodern genius a modern genius right uh, did that work not for me but it might work for you <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking hill. That's awesome, buddy. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, I don't know. You always have, you have to put all of this in perspective of when it was done. I, I tell, you know, I've said this to other people before. It's like, did you think of doing that at the, in, in 1950? I mean, did, did you think of doing that at the time? I mean, it, it was, it was so out of the norm at the time. To, to paint like that and create that's exactly my point that... that's why people called it genius because it just wasn't normal so so you'd say it was brave as opposed to being genius you could call it brave we could go with that that's a definitive word that makes sense wow. that's wow. a fucking okay. land bridge i never thought would be built <laughs> well, i mean realistically that makes sense you know like if this guy took uh, his garbage ass artwork and just decided to show it to people and he's like what do you think that is brave, man. There's fucking people in the planet that are literally too afraid to do that. So we can call that brave. Yeah. All right. I'll take that. Be a win for the Geffen Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> I think they hold like four or five of them, right? They're going to be fucking like, bing, bing, bing. Hey, Brian, I'm wondering if yeah. we can get a fucking sound bite from you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fucking oh, That's funny. All right, we'll we'll take that to the bank. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> it's not that I hate all abstract art. It's just that I don't yeah. think it's fucking. It's just garbage. <laughs> I don't think it's as good as what a lot of people try to give it credit for. I think that a lot of it is just somebody's just fucking off, and people are calling it genius. That's fucking offensive. I well, I think I think current artists that are trying to do i think abstract art is very hard to do i really do i mean i'm an abstract artist oh you are all right i didn't know that <laughs> no it's very hard <laughs> to laugh about your brighter polar opposites right <laughs> uh, you know i i have i have quite a bit of abstract art in here and i you know i uh i th i think a lot of it is very good and, well you know, you're putting on um an exhibit Next week? Uh, next Saturday. Next Saturday. This coming Saturday. And it'll be mostly abstract. Well, this coming, this coming Saturday. I'm sorry. I mean, I'll still go. <laughs> <laughs> you better come. I'll just be that's the so one good. asshole in the middle of the room. <laughs> uh, that's right. like my goal now is to get Brian to do like four or five abstract paintings, but utilizing like really the idea of composition, flow, color theory, and minimalism like really trying right, to pull wow. those things okay. together i know right this you can is do that shit so fucking easy you, it's not you can take it as a joke but it's i guarantee not. i can it fucking nail easy. it uh, I, uh everything's 
No, I, I have no doubt you can nail like, it. No, but I, I'm just saying it's not your easy. artistic IQ, dude, is off the charts. Like no one can can doubt any of that stuff, right? But it's, I think, for you to get involved enough to put everything into it and not just fuck it off, that would make the difference between something that it add two zeros. I'm just saying, watch this shit. I'll just do it next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, oh, it's super funny, dude. Oh my gosh. You're fucking awesome, Brian. My God. I uh I work with a lot of like other abstract artists like coming in to do like tattoo work with them and stuff. And it's fucking it's so great. Cause like you know what's funny is I know you slay like that. Created you a systematic process just to design quote unquote watercolor tattoos so that they looked abstract, but yeah. in a way that I could process it on purpose to like make right. a purposeful way that I can approach it. So that's cool, dude. I can do abstract art. I just have to figure out the right process. Yeah. But there's a lot of abstract shit out there I do not appreciate. No, dude. No, I'm I'm with you on that. Like I don't there's um a lady I, I tattoo, she's she's a, an abstract artist. Her stuff is really fucking cool. Her name is Teresa Getty. She's no. uh she's got a studio up in Seattle. She sells artwork and big shit. Uh so she came in for a tattoo with me. And I kind of gave her my process, which is different, right? Brian knows my, my process is really in-depth, Mr. Jim. It's crazy. We go like okay. Psychological, aesthetic profile, and then a health, genetic, and lifestyle profile. And then we create the design off that, right? So Are you kidding? No. Wow. Wow. <laughs> We've talked about this. And like, Brian's always like, like wow. that's so much work. <laughs> I'm exhausted just by hearing it. I mean, it's like All my stuff is really wow. so, we brought in Teresa. We did a, a tour where we were just like her and I were just creating art together. She really wanted to get into the space to have a part of the design of the tattoo. Really, really neat lady. But I was mm. gonna, I was gonna throw that one out there because I was like, I know Brian has a formulaic ap approach to like everything. Like when I do art, it's a lot of <laughs> empathy. You know? uh -huh. um, tattoos are different. It's numerical equivalency. I'm just trying to create something that I know is bop, 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 right. I'm thinking about the process. What's her name? What's her name again? Teresa Getty. G E T T Y. If you talk to her, if you like her stuff. Uh, okay. Better. Make sure your kerning is correct when you write that down. <laughs> Ooh, a little jab there. <laughs> little jab. Oh, Brian's on fire tonight, bro. Hell yeah. I think you just, I want to see you do some abstract stuff. You know what I'd love for you to do, dude, is just create this like, this like stand up or improv character who does that, right? Like to separate yourself, compartmentalize it, and then go to the fucking, go to the gallery and have that persona on that mask right and then explain that shit and i want to fucking that's how you get it. labeled as a prick <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's good that's funny <laughs> that's why he's my friend I, everything yeah no you guys get along well it's <laughs> <laughs> amazing oh all right i got a question for you mr jim yes sir <clears throat> How do you think someone can get big in the art world? Oh, I think today it's probably the hardest time in the history of art yeah. to be big. I, I, I mean, a lot of stuff has been done. Not that, uh, you know, not that there's, there's something that can't be, that can't be done out there that's original and different. But I, I just think I just think that you know it's increasingly hard to you know make it big without a lot of help, a lot of luck, 
it's not and plus i think i i don't i don't think the environment and the oh what am i thinking of like the time that the times that we're living in i don't i don't think that it's it we care that much about art as we used to yeah. maybe that maybe it's not that we don't care about art as as much as we used to i think it's that you know, we, we were just like over, you know, oversaturated with imagery and, you know, whether it's digital or yeah. whatever, it's just online. And we have all this stuff coming at us at all times. It's just, I think it's probably overwhelming. Yeah. And um, it's not like back in the 70s, 60s, 50s, 40s, you know, and, and you can keep going. You know, you had you had like a you know there was less of like this manic amount of imagery and Just noise, you know, right? Noise coming at you yeah. at all times. You know, you had a peaceful time, and and there was a respite between all the craziness. Yeah. And today, yeah. I don't. You really don't have that. It's just constant bombardment of of stuff. Essentially, we're just desensitized. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I think you could say that. I think you could say that. And you know, it, it's just you know, a lot of things have been done to death and I think right now you're like in a period of time where everybody is like so influenced by somebody else from the past. Yeah, it's the idea I, of hyper individualism that's yeah. a reflection of someone else, right? Like we're all copying. And for you to and for you to come up with something totally new. original and uh, I think it, that is a hard nut. <laughs> so I see Brian, right? You did that painting of that fucking thing from your toilet, right? It's fucking brilliant, dude. <laughs> you just were like, this is cool. It's like you have to have a unique mind, you know, to pull away from that hyper individualistic, which is funny, right? We focus more inward line. We, we go to yoga. We think about how we're breathing. We go online. We think about what we're wearing, how we present ourselves. Everything is just here. We're not looking at something else that can give us something. We're looking at what we right. give everyone else. It's really hard to think about like that translating into curation of, of you know, aesthetic and like a physical property. Mm -hmm. Right. It used to be so easy. You know, if you went back to like 1400, <laughs> they were like, is your painting non-secular or secular? Yeah. It's non-secular. That's amazing. That's awesome. Is there a penis on it? You got an actual penis on it. Take it. <laughs> is this pre or post reformation? Yeah. Yeah. Is this really oh Jesus God. or is this the other Jesus? You know what I mean? <laughs> I always like go back. I got this big book on Vermeer, right? I love Vermeer. I was like one yeah. of my favorite painters. I just like genius. Looking at oh, genius. Oh. <laughs> he was a fucking genius, right? He fucking was. And I go back and I look at that stuff. And it's <laughs> funny because I, I often wonder about how we're critiquing the universe now, right? Because we are all influenced by this stuff. We do kind of filter everything through ourselves and we do all this stuff. And I'm wondering if Vermeer at the time, you know, was looking around going, well, I'm just doing this the same as the next guy next to me. Drawing people at tables, you know, I'm painting this fucking, you know, bowl. we all got the same bowl. The bowl is really hot right now in Italy. Like we gotta really worry about the bowl. If it's not a wood bowl, we're kind of fucked. You know, like is there because we don't know. And I'm wondering if the biggest reason why someone like Vermeer was so popular, especially like you know, now 
is because mm -hmm. it forces you to stop. Yeah. Take a pause. That's a, yeah. Right. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Not to get too fucking deep again, which is what I always. Do. Oh, I mean, I think you're right. I, that's not, you're onto something there. Like when people are walking through this carefully curated gallery, we know we want them to go left here and right here, and this is where the light's going to hit this. And we have all this time, and we know what I know what this person is going to stop here, and they're going to ask a question. Which piece right. are we going to put up that's going to make them pause? Right, and just stop, just for a second. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that's the hard part of curating, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck bro you have no idea yeah <laughs> we gotta move that up a quarter inch wait till yeah. <laughs> back to the right fuck yeah and there's a lot to it and, you know get magnetic you know. walls <laughs> do i have magnetic walls? magnetic walls you put magnetic paint up you hang magnets on the back of the yard that way you can slide it around ah wow no i don't there you go yeah it's a free boom for you. i just came up with it tm 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 <laughs> Two dudes talk tattoos aren't hanging fucking exhibit extravaganza fucking stuff. <laughs> Fuck it. Magnetic walls. <laughs> Idea, man. Yeah, you are. Idea, Brian's completion, and critique. That's how the shit goes. I know. I was just picturing in my head how to make that work. <laughs> all the science set up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm going to get a fucking text right two days from now, and he's like, bro, I cracked it. Cracked the code. Check this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> what jim let's put on an art show buddy i i have this shit it's gonna be so fucking good not only magnetic wow. walls we can do electromagnetic walls we'll do prints we'll do reproductions of all of the artwork in yeah. like styrofoamish frames so what we'll do is we'll have an electromagnetic wall for all of the different paintings and shit like that. And in the middle of the goddamn show, flip that's the performance off, art. All the paintings drop. That's like Banksy. Like that. Yeah, that's a Banksy. Yeah. I was going to say, it'd be so fucking good. Everybody would just be out of their fucking mind. I got a real Basquiat just up on the wall. Check this shit out. Panic, right? <laughs> I got a Van Gogh on loan from the Met. Check this shit out. Like, <laughs> that's that's performance art to the best and you don't even have to worry about getting shot with a gun you can just yeah. do it that's fucking great you can claim to have another da vinci <laughs> like it's fucking awesome yeah that's a great idea it just all falls and shatters to the fucking ground you just watch the whole so really God. explodes <laughs> yeah you guys are crazy you know what's funny is i can actually see mr jim's brain this going genius. Right now. he's like i won't do that but that actually might fucking work <laughs> that might work I, I love my uh, my little hanging system I have here. I, love I do. It's got a pop-up. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm just going to keep these assholes away. It's funny. Right in New York, we can go up there. We just hang out with him. He's, he's fucking in the Bronx. We can, you know, set it up up there. It'll fucking kill. It'll be fine. <laughs> Let's do it in New York. <laughs> yeah. It'll fly there. It'll fly there. Not here. No fucking. No, no not here. People won't get it. If we only if we have a bunch of titties up on the wall, will they be all right? <laughs> <laughs> Letting them hit the floor. Yeah. Age, you know, that's the <laughs> the beauty of life. And yeah. Is, is, Want to see gravity? <laughs> gravity right here. You know what's fucking great is I'm looking at Brian now, and Brian's like literally going to do this. I know it. Yeah. I fucking know it. Yeah. He'll go to Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. He'll set it up. He'll be all right. 
Mm-hmm. We'll do it in Chicago. <laughs> I remember this. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> yes, sir. I have an interesting question, Jim. How do you do your job without bias? How do I do my job without bias? We'll flip back to it. This is like that ethic question I asked you before Brian hopped on. Right, because I would have a really specific bias, obviously, if I yeah, ran you my would. own gallery. <laughs> right? There's a lot of shit that I wouldn't you put would. up. So how do you how do you manage to do your job, but uh, assumingly do uh, it without a, a lot of bias or anything involved? Do you just not give a shit, or no, I get, I is give there a, lot, a, I, I a, a particular um, route you take? I, you know, I tr- right. first of all, I have to pull myself out of it a little bit because I'm basically choosing art for other people, and I have to keep that in mind. It's not always a, it's not about me necessarily. It's about you know what other people might like versus you know what I would like. Um, but it has to have, it has to be of quality or else forget it. So I have to, I have to take a step back, but also it has to be good. (laughs) So it's, it's, it's not always easy. And sometimes I, I say yes, when I maybe should say no. Yeah, it's not, it's not an easy thing. So do the frequency of the, like the people who frequent your place, maybe like, uh, collectors that you work with. Yeah, more commonly than others, maybe the ones that are just the regs, right? They're in and out. Can they mm-hmm. influence you, at least in your aesthetic principles or tastes and what you might show in that space hmm. time? Or is this more of like you'll individually curate for people on the outside as opposed to what you're going to show inside your own space? I, I have done that. I have curated for people's homes. I do talk to them and try to understand if you see an artist whose work you like, but you don't see a piece that really makes you, you know, go nuts. They have other work and we can, you know, I can show you what that is. Um, so it's not there. I mean, I, 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 had, I do, I do specifically work one-on-one with, with couples and people. Does it influence say, you? Like at the end of the day, like if you get into something, let's say if somebody's trying to find you to curate something, you know, whatever. No, I mean, it's funny. It's funny because I I have had people come in and ask for stuff that I would never show in a million years. I mean, like there was a a couple of people that came in and say, do you have that? You have that swirly stuff that people are doing, uh, you know, like the, what the housewives are doing in their, you know, basement. Oh, like fucking poor painting. Yeah. Poor paintings. And like, I call it spin art. Because back in the when I was a kid, yeah, you went to like an amusement park and they had spin art, and basically it was the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I call that advanced Pollock. <laughs> <laughs> then I was a genius because I had some really good spin art. I, I did. Oh man! <laughs> so basically, I had these tubes of paint, and you would like pour it on a canvas or whatever it was. And then they spin it (laughs) and it just went, woo, you know, and I said, I said, no, sir, I, I I don't have any of that kind of work. Uh, As I said, everybody is doing that and they're doing it in their house. And, you know, it's just, it's a little dead in the eye and be like, have you heard of Etsy? (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I, you know, I tried to be straight with them and like tell them that, you know, it's not, it's not, it's 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 nothing I would show. Hmm. 
but is there <laughs> is there any like specific lingo i guess that goes into like where your position is maybe if, if i was somebody who was trying to come in and and talk to you about this mm-hmm. you know, like lingo key phrases ways of approaching stuff maybe that could help a person in my position who's trying to come in to, to talk to you and, and you know try to get things so you're you're buying a piece of you want to you're looking for a specific specific kind of art no let's say if you're wanting to sell a specific no i try to i try i don't like i don't like talking over people's heads i kind of like i watch when they come in like what they gravitate toward and you know very simply i just i i try to tell them more about the artist because i think people like to be a little more you know, I think they like like to know about the artists and be have it be a little more personal as far as the piece of art. With a lot less pressure going on with all. This. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not a I'm not a pressure salesman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you need to buy this or you're gonna die. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like that at all. Cut I'm not like head. that at all. I I kind of like sort of low key, but I mean, you know, when when I when I smell a sale coming, I you know, then I I put the uh, pedal to the metal and you know try to. The old razzle dazzle, razzle dazzle, and the, the uh, pom poms. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go that far. <laughs> but um, so you know, it's it's all I I, I just try to I, I don't like I, I don't like I've been in a lot of galleries in my life, and you know a lot of them are very snooty, and that's that's not me. I just try to tell people what what they're looking at and explain talk about the artist and what style it is, and maybe just very low key but it usually works yeah i had a i had ruth and she has yeah. artwork in your gallery there uh she came mm-hmm. into the tattoo shop with her sister or friends or something i i don't really remember the whole oh, situation really? but i'm sitting in a tattoo shop and a group of elderly women came into the tattoo shop which is a little bizarre it doesn't happen very frequently <laughs> um <laughs> And they were immediately uh, like, we want to see the artist. And I was, you know, I'm still in tattoo brain. So I'm like, well, uh-huh. I'm, a t- I'm, I'm one of them, <laughs> you know? And I was like, yeah, what can we do yeah. for you? And she was like, yeah. no, the artist that did the paintings. I was like, I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> she, finally, she was like, oh, well, Jim was telling us all about uh, your artwork down there at the gallery and telling us all about you. So we figured we'd swing by and check out your studio mm-hmm. space i was like oh but this is a tattoo shop <laughs> and then I, my next thought was jesus oh. I, I can't imagine what he actually told them about me <laughs> i was like i hope he didn't say like that's the most cynical asshole i've ever met <laughs> no i mean I, I build up i don't tear down so that's uh yeah that's pretty funny dude. oh my gosh once I got past how confused I was about why they were there, yeah, then I was yeah. finally like, "Oh, okay. Well, I'll just walk you around. I'll show you some of the artwork." I know, I know who they are. I know who you're talking about. So uh, they they are characters for sure. That's funny. It was yeah. pretty funny. Sorry, it's a hundred and fucking something degrees inside here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can tell, like Mr. Jim, when we first started talking, he's like, "Oh, you look fine." I'm like, "Just wait." I'm like seeing like the gloss everywhere. I'm fucking wiping my eyes because I got shit dripping down. My shirt's turning colors. Like a mood ring, you know? Go out and buy yourself some linen, right? Like a sensible man. You need some linen. 
And you can come in here with a fucking looking like an Arabic trader in the fucking 1800s. <laughs> Linen shirt, <laughs> bro. You feel... This is fine. Yeah, I'm good. All the breeze right through the shirt. <laughs> Dude, I got a Costco brand fucking shirt that's made for that's people like that work out. That's pure polyester. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't breathe. It doesn't breathe at all. It's, fine. <laughs> it's a cotton poly blend. Thank you. 50 50. <laughs> Not that 60 40 crap. Not that. Fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know where that shit's made? You don't want to talk about that. <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> That's good, dude. I, I don't know if I have too many more questions. I, I do have, we do this thing at the end of the show. Started oh. doing it. Or we do some rapid fire. Oh, rapid fire. Yeah. <laughs> this is just off the cuff. Okay. Your, the, um... I say. <laughs> okay, so said... we go like this, right? Mr. Jim, what's your favorite food? Oh, wow. I wasn't expecting that at all. <laughs> um, my favorite food. Um, I would say it's probably some kind of pasta. Pasta. Mm -hmm. pasta. Favorite color? I'd say blue. Favorite sports team? Oh, geez. I grew up on the Mets, so I'd say the Mets. Uh, the Mets. That's cool. What car yeah. do you drive right now? I have a Honda Civic. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice red car. Honda Civic. A red Honda Civic. License man. plate number. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea what it is. Don't even ask me. Uh, I pulled up and we pulled up. Jim wasn't there yet. And then he like pulled up right next to us. And I looked at his car and I was like, I knew he was a red car guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I, I anticipated that you were going to show up in a red car. Really? It's my first yeah. red car. I, I always wanted a red car. And I finally got one. Oh, what's that? What's your favorite? What was your favorite type of car? Um, if I had to, if I could have any car, I'd probably get like a 68, my God, like a muscle car from the old, uh, the old 60s. 60s. Yeah, I got yeah. you. It's, uh, you're right. It, any car you could possibly have. And you're just like, yeah, I don't know, like a 68 something. <laughs> yeah. No, if it was like, if it was like, you know, in great shape and, you know, drove great. Yeah, you don't have right. a preference. You, you're not like a Ford versus Chevy guy. I, I probably pick a Chevy over a Ford. There you but, go. Uh, fuck Detroit, right? Because fuck them. Um, yeah. <laughs> you give me a Buick any day. The rest of them can get fired. <laughs> yeah, give me a Buick. <laughs> 68 Buick. Skylock. Skylock. I was actually going to say that, but you beat me to it. Yeah. Great. Uh, favorite time of year? Ooh. Um, I like spring and fall. It's They're about tied. Yeah. Favorite movie? Yeah. Favorite movie? Oh shit! I'd say probably the second Godfather. That's cool. I you knew you were gonna say Godfather. Either that or like <laughs> uh, you forgot the cannolis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drop the gun, take the cannolis. <laughs> All right. Favorite place to vacation? Oh, um, I like Cancun. That's cool. If you could go back three years in time and tell yourself one thing that you think would help you with your art gallery, what would it be? Oh, shit. Wow. Razzle dazzle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go get my um, pop arms. Hang on one second. <laughs> avoid lowbrow art nudity. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what? That's probably, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. I would go with that. I would go with that. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, I'll end up fucking talking a little bit more after this. But thank you for coming on the show, Mr. Jen. Oh, my pleasure. Fucking awesome. My pleasure. Dude. It was fun. 
It was a lot of fun. 